0: To Robin and Joa Save the World, one book at a time. A spoiler free podcast sponsored by the good folks at Koros Books. That's Koros with a Q. Hello,
1: everyone. I'm Joa.
0: And I'm Robin. Welcome to the Robin and Joa Podcast. Where this week, friends, we have fantasy author, educator, and desert dweller Jay Ishino with us. (laughs) Welcome, Jay, to the podcast.
2: Yay! Uh, Thank you.
0: (laughs) Keeping cool. That
2: that was like such a stunning introduction. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) You are welcome. Your book, A Year of Rain has a fascinating, just magical description. I'm going to read it for our friends. A world with an obliterated population. A world where wolves are the new apex predators. In search of a quiet life day after day, rain tries to survive. But when wolves start brutally killing her friends, she realizes her best bet of survival is returning to someone she vowed never to see again. That's the book description, beginning of the book description from Goodreads. Ooh, paranormal fantasy. How are we? Jay, yes. tell us about writing this book, your inspiration. Where did this fabulous idea come from?
2: Um, So it's kind of a funny story. I'd always been interested in writing and I wanted to be a writer when I was 18 but then, you know, life just kind of happened. I thought I would never make a living as, a, as an author. Um, I got a job as a teacher. I've been working as a teacher ever since. And I had just written sparsely from time to time. Never, I'd never written a whole novel. I'd written a lot of short stories. And then during the pandemic, which I know a lot of stories came out of the pandemic, I met someone who shared just a short two-page story with me. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I feel like I should reciprocate that. And I shared a couple pages with him. And that was actually the beginning of Rain. So that's kind of where it came from, just trading stories with uh,
1: one of my friends. So let me share my experience. And I know I know you know my experience, Jay, because you responded back on Instagram, apologizing, super apologetic. But let me tell you what happened. For me, you immerse me in that world. And then the ending is just, I'm not going to give the ending because we do no spoilers here. But the ending kind of like just flipped me a whole 360 in this book. And it just left me gasping for air. And I mean this in the most positive way possible because I like it when a book does that to me, just keeps me thinking, immerses me into the story and then just like drags me through the story and makes me feel all these feels that I felt there. And I would love to see what the listeners get out of this book because it just, it threw all my emotions
0: into a loop and I loved it.
2: Oh my God. That's what I'm <laughs> going to say. We cried a lot.
0: <laughs> well, on Goodreads, reviewers agree that the perspective of Rain, the main character, is completely immersive and that you completely yeah. fall into her experience uh-huh. and see the world through her eyes, which I think is an amazing compliment. So you're doing it, Jay. You're doing it. Oh,
2: I'm just, I can't handle this. I'm going to cry so much. Thank you so much.
0: It's true. I'm
1: going to read your other books because I like your style of writing. If this is how you're going to get me through a story, I'm in, you know, I mean, (laughs) mean, I'm going to keep on reading. So yeah, I mean, I can't wait for our listeners to read as well. It's going to be awesome. Highly recommend.
0: And take a look at those reviews on Goodreads, friends. It'll convince you if you're on the fence. So you're new. Well, you're not new to the desert. You've returned to your roots, as it were, because you're originally from Arizona. Right, Jay? you That's where you grew up?
2: Right. I lived here until I was in my 30s, and then I moved to Japan for about 10 years. Um, and I've just recently returned. I've only been here a little over a month. Uh, I'm slowly acclimating to life back in America, to life back in Arizona. It's, it's been a bit of a whirlwind <laughs> to the last month.
0: So you lived 10 years in Japan the entire time, right? The entire 10 years you lived in Japan without like breaks or returning to America?
2: Yeah, I came for before the pandemic. I came to visit. I came for a short time when I was in between jobs. And then, but then during the pandemic, you know, everything just shut down. And if I had left Japan during that time, I wouldn't have been able to come back. Right. So I was just, you know, I was just there and I was working and everything had changed. And it was just, it was, it was a big, big change.
0: I, I can't even imagine your culture shock because I've lived in Ireland. I probably moved to Ireland about the same time or perhaps slightly before you moved to Japan, but about the same time. So I've been in Ireland without stepping foot in America for 10 years, maybe slightly more. And already when I see like TV shows from America, just TV <laughs> shows, I, I don't know what they're talking about sometimes. <laughs> like I, I don't know references. I don't know any of the current like American movie stars or, American pop culture figures I have no idea so if the culture shock kudos to you for being here with us a month <laughs> into your return <laughs> really serious kudos to you is there anything in particular that surprises you like now that you're on the ground in America again is there anything that's different than you remembered it anything that strikes you as new or or, or just bizarre <laughs> sorry my own projection <laughs>
2: I think everything is different. I, you know, in talking to people about returning here, it's just been like, oh, this is not the America you left. And I feel like, I feel that like in my bones, I feel like everything is different and I don't recognize this place. So it's been a real difficult adjustment, but I'm doing it. I'm getting through it the best I can. 10 years is a long time though. A lot of things change. 10 years is a long time. Yes.
1: So I'm sure it looks very different. Do you have any plans on going back abroad or this is it for
2: you? Um, I will go back to Japan from time to time. I I left a bunch of stuff there. (laughs) (laughs) So I I definitely got to go back and retrieve it. And, you know, I I do, I love Japan. It's a beautiful country. It's beautiful culture. Um, And, you know, I can't ever, I can't see myself never returning their, um, I you know, about the future, about where I'm going to live and what I'm going to do. I don't know. Do yeah. any of us know? <laughs> no, no. We hope and wish, I think. <laughs>
0: yeah. I plan to stay in Ireland, but you never know. I mean, things change. Yeah, you never know. You never know you what never may know. happen. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. the way everything has been happening right now. It's like, you just
1: never know what may happen and what may prompt you to do something completely different from your plan.
0: So, Jay, what was your favorite part? or favorite aspects of life in Japan? I'm going to guess food is among them.
2: Everyone says food. That That's like their first go-to. But I don't eat meat. And um, you would think like Japan is super vegetarian friendly. It, it, it is if you eat fish, but I don't eat fish either. Oh. So it was really difficult for me to eat. And I would have to just find certain restaurants that had food I could eat or you know, cook a lot at home.
0: Oh, you ate wow. a lot of rice, I'm guessing.
2: Um actually uh, no, I don't eat rice.
0: What? <gasps> I know what? it's that
2: hurts oh. my heart. That hurts my heart. Wow. I'm sorry,
0: Joa. <laughs> yeah, rice is the food group for Joa. <laughs> yeah. It's like the whole pyramid.
2: <laughs> I feel what like what did you eat then, Jay? I'm really yeah. curious. I really love tempura.
0: Oh yes. Um
2: I lived in Osaka for the past five years. Osaka has wonderful food, uh, like kushikatsu, which is just mm-hmm. uh, fried meat and veggies that you dip in sauce, which is so good. Mm. Um, and then okonomiyaki, uh, which is like like a cabbage pancake, and yes, yes. and you can put like whatever you want in it. So I usually get it with cheese. And potato and mochi. Ooh, oh,
1: I okay. Miss that every oh. day. <laughs> oh, I'm getting hungry now. Okay. I'm all about that pancake.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. So I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. That's a savory pancake. It's so delicious. Yes. I definitely recommend it. Um, so, well, I didn't answer your question, though. I would say, like, the architecture. Um, there's so many, like, old, beautiful temples, especially in Kyoto. Um, and I didn't live too far from Kyoto, about an hour away. There's so many old, beautiful temples and shrines, and, and it's so green there. Even in the city, like food parks, and yeah, it's just very different from the desert.
0: <laughs> yes. Joa loves the desert, living in El Paso.
2: Yes. She is a
0: desert lover.
2: I love the dry. Um, yes. That desert
0: queen. So now you're back. What is the best thing about being back in Arizona?
2: Oh, my family's here. My whole family lives in Arizona. And prior to the pandemic, I hadn't seen them for almost three years. So, And I have um, two nieces who I adore. One who was born in the pandemic, who I had just met when I came back here. So I've only known her for about a month. She's taken a little while to warm up to me, but um, it's definitely my family.
0: I love that. I love that very, very much. Okay, but you—you you had something. I think it was on your Instagram where there was a graphic of no. I think it was a screenshot from your phone of like different categories of apps, and it said <laughs> toward the bottom right it said like dating apps, and you wrote "ew, no," and I was like, I was like, "Jay is my people." <laughs> I love that Jay. Is, I don't know Jay, but I love Jay. Okay,
2: that's another thing that I don't understand. That's from Facebook. I, am, I allowed oh. to, am I allowed to say Facebook on here? Yes, no. yes. <laughs> I guess they have dating now, which I. Mm. Shut up. Shut up. Really? I, Unwholesome. Yeah, they're like, start your dating profile. I'm like, oh, no, thank you. They have two books coming out this year. Yes. That was not part of the plans. It was only supposed to be one. And then. Um, I was like, well, this other book's done, so I should just release it, right?
0: (laughs) Did you write them uh, kind of at the same time, or how did you come up with two books in one year? Because releasing two books in one year is a tremendous amount of work, so kudos to you.
2: Oh, people do more than that. And that's that shocks me. I'm like, how can you write four books and publish four books a year? I can barely do one. Jesus.
0: Well, yeah. I can answer that. They have a hired editor. They have a hired cover designer. And they have a hired person who handles publication.
2: Well, I have two out of three of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty <laughs> you good. Go, you You're go. living right, Jay. You're living right. So tell us about writing these two books. Did you write them concurrently? How did it work out?
2: So the... The book that's coming out later this year in October, um, it's called Dead Not Dead. Uh, that one I actually started writing in 2015, I think, and it was it had so it'd been something I had planned to be a novel, and then I just I just didn't do anything with it. I didn't write it into a novel. I wrote maybe like 8,000 words, and I was like, all right, I'm done, <laughs> and so I just kind of sat on it. And then I'm like, wait, I have this story, and it's kind of good, I think, or it could be good. I, I don't know. What's um, the premise, dead, not dead? Yeah, dead, not dead. So I, I like literally just put it up like this week oh. um, and announced it on my newsletter. Um, so I haven't even made this like totally public public yet. So you're the, yeah, subscribers were the first to know, you are the second to know. So it's about, it's, it's basically zombies. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> okay, so basically there's a zombie plague, right? And everybody dies and it's post-apocalyptic, right? And zombies are still running around eating people's brains and all that. Oh, and I love it already. <laughs> there's a woman who she's she, she thinks she's kind of strong, but she's not. She doesn't think she can do this whole zombie thing by herself. She, she's like, well... There's my ex over there and he kind of sucks, but he's pretty strong and smart. So I think I should hook up with him. Not like hook up, you know what I mean? But like get together with him and try to survive this zombie apocalypse. Right. And then they fall in with another group of people and it's all chaos from there.
1: Uh, she forms an alliance with her ex even though she doesn't want to to survive
2: yeah and of all the characters i've written he has gotten the strongest response from my beta <laughs> readers they just they detest him and i'm like that is perfect that is exactly what you're supposed to think yes yes when you write a oh, character you
1: want people to hate him and they do it's like you're like
0: yes yes yeah <laughs>
2: I was so satisfied. I was like, perfect. Everything is coming together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dead, not dead. What a great title, too, for a zombie novel.
2: Yes. I actually have have the worst time coming up with my titles. so (laughs)
0: beautiful. You're in good company here, Jay. We can't help you.
2: (laughs) No, my, my beta readers have been amazing. My alpha and beta readers have been amazing for helping me come up with titles and... You know, without them, I uh, none of my books would have titles.
0: It would just be like Bleh. dead, not, not dead. dead. Yes, Ooh,
2: yes.
0: Do you have f- a cover? Ooh, I
2: do. It's it's on Amazon. You can see it right now. And Ooh. I Ooh. It.
1: let me go it's check it out. Goodreads.
2: Uh, no, I don't think I haven't. I haven't uploaded the cover to Goodreads yet because, I, no. like I I literally just announced this. Ah. We have the scoop,
1: Robin. We're like second in line to the throne. Clearly. Second in line to line find to out.
0: The I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I'm looking for the cover now. I Here know. we go. It's a zombie book. I can. not I'm hmm. looking. I'm looking. Kind into... of imagine. <gasps> dead not dead. Here it is. Oh, oh. I love the cover. Try to survive. <gasps> okay. Love the cover. The <laughs> Thank fond. you. The font is perfection. Oh, I try to survive. I just love everything about the coloration too. I love the graphic quality of the cover. I love the color. Oh, the cover yeah. is amazing, Jay. Amazing.
2: I'm Jay's books have
1: really good covers.
0: <laughs> Thank yeah.
2: you. See, I, I think a lot of times covers sell your books, right? So yes, if you have a absolutely. terrible cover, sorry, but... You need a good cover to sell books. And hopefully, you know, I've, I feel it. I, I hope I've done that with my books. Um, I'm really, really happy with the choices I made with cover designers and actually have a story about that. My other book that's coming out in September, I actually, it's called Blood Like Water. I actually uh, threw out the first cover that I had on there because it was, I didn't like it. And it just, every time I looked at it, I'm like, I hate this. And it wasn't really the cover designer's fault. I, you know, I can't blame her. It was, I have this idea for the cover and it just didn't come to fruition like I wanted it to. So I completely had her redo it and now I love it. So That uh, cover
1: is gorgeous. I'm looking you. at it right now. It's so lush.
2: <laughs> thank you. So that's part of his series. So all of the covers, you can actually see, cause I released the cover of the second book in the series—you can actually see it on Goodreads. They all kind of, they all kind of have the same
1: theme. Ooh, like yes, uh
2: huh. They're they're different colors, but they kind of have the same kind of theme. So you
1: can uh-huh. tell
2: this prelude to the vampire
1: war too. I'm looking at your website. It's <laughs> so pretty, so pretty. Thank
0: your you. Your website is really well done. Did you do your website? Because it's oh. a. No, it's no, gorgeous.
2: no. <laughs> no, 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 no. So this is one of the things that I hired somebody to do because I'm like, okay, so authors need a website, right? But I have no idea how to do that. So I definitely need to hire somebody to do that. So she let, she let me know how to update it. So I update it, but I did not design that myself. I just gave her ideas with what I wanted and she ran with it.
0: One thing I love is sometimes in the author about section, they stick very narrowly to writing and don't go beyond that, which is fine. It's fine. It's fine. But you are fascinating because you went back and thanked two of your teachers who helped you develop a love of literature. And I have to say, I think that's one of the most heartwarming, endearing things I've read in an author biography in a very long time. And it made me like you instantly. Aww. So good job. These teachers, I love that you thank your teachers in your yeah. about That's Brilliant.
2: As a kid, I, I, I like to read. I read, you know, like any kid did growing up at the time I grew up, pre-screens, right? I read books all throughout school. But I I think it really wasn't until high school and those are the two teachers, I think, that I really just like, gosh, I really love reading. And it was it was these two teachers when I had decided to become a teacher myself that really like, okay these are these are my literature role models. These teachers just really inspired me to, you know, be the best teacher I could possibly be. And then one of them, she passed away. During the pandemic, her name was Paulette Foley. She was my high school English teacher, and she was also my mentor teacher when I decided to become a teacher. So I student taught with her, and I feel like everything I ever needed to know about teaching—they don't teach you that in in university. It's all like you have—they teach you, you know, you know all the stuff that you feel like, oh, this is really great, but I don't know how to be a teacher after. It was that real classroom experience and student teaching alongside her that really made me a teacher that I am today. And there are not enough thank yous in the world to thank her for what she did for me and, and who she helped me become as a teacher.
0: I love that. I really love that. That's a wonderful tribute. It's nice to hear too that Your desire to become a teacher arose from your deep passion for literature and for reading. So often we hear, uh, at least I hear, maybe this is just me, so I'll keep it. It's maybe it's just me. I hear about people who want to become a teacher because of the holidays and the time off, and there's never a mention of anything deeper. So I love that. I cannot even imagine your students are very lucky, Jay, because I'm sure they can feel your passion for the topic coming through your every pore.
2: I, I hope so. You know, I read to my students out loud every single book, out loud the entire book, you know, if I except if I'm sick or something and I can't, I don't have a voice, but I've been doing that my entire teaching career for 20 years. I read out loud to my students, we discuss, and I hope they enjoy that. I enjoy it. And that's, reading to my students and discussing literature with my students has and always will be my favorite thing about teaching.
1: Oh, that's so powerful too, to have those discussions. I like that. That's amazing.
2: It was one of the reasons why I decided to teach high school is because, you know, little kids are cute, but I really want to have, you know, deep philosophical Mm -hmm. discussions with, with students. And I, I feel like they make me think all the time and I, I love my students and it definitely they are the reason that I am still doing this 20 years later.
1: Oh, and that's the great thing about books. It's like you can have conversations about them and then see so many different perspectives from everyone that read the same lines you just did, but the way that they see it will be different and sharing that with one another. uh, That brings like some very eye opening experiences. Um, I know for me, it does whenever I discuss books. Well, hence why we have this podcast.
0: We love books. I don't know if you know this, Jay, but Joa and I are strangers. We've never met and do not know each other.
2: I don't know Joa like face to face. I know yeah. Joa from Clubhouse. Yes,
0: yeah. same. <laughs> I know her from Instagram. <laughs> it's,
2: that's, I think that's really great that you two are doing this podcast together. I love. I love the beautiful, creative things that have come out of the pandemic. Um, yes. I I really do love that.
0: Yes, it is. It's awesome. In the Ah. future, wouldn't it be lovely if instead of people looking back on this 50 years from now, instead of talking about the pandemic, if they called it like the art renaissance or the... (laughs) <laughs> you know, rebirth, resources, well, no, rebirth. So,
2: <laughs> I read a lot of books last year. I read 170 books.
0: Wow! Wow! My
2: yeah. <laughs> it was my all time, the most books I've ever read in a single year. But a lot of those books. In in the author's note at the end, or the acknowledgments, they talked about the pandemic and the pandemic being the reason why they wrote this book. And I'm like, yes, so many beautiful, wonderful things and artistic things came out of this pandemic. Let's focus on some of those, please.
0: 170. I am really impressed with that because Joe and I are both voracious readers, Joe especially. But, but not wow. 170. That is. <laughs> wow. Tell <laughs> us do you remember some of the highlights? Any book recommendations? Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: Legendborn.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That's all over TikTok. Everybody recommends that one, and I passed it on Barnes and Nobles. I should have gotten it. Jesus.
2: So. I very rarely cry when I read books and this book made me cry. And I so I think that's immediately five stars because I got Mm -hmm. so emotionally involved in the characters, uh, the character and her story. And by the time I was shedding tears, I was like, I love this book.
1: (laughs) That is amazing. That's how your book made me feel. A Year of Rain, by the way. So uh,
2: there you go.
0: Yeah. Friends, the book that she's referring to is Legend Born by Tracy Dion. It has a mere 57,000 ratings on Goodreads rating. Okay. And a 4.42 star average. Here's a brief description. After her mother dies in an accident, 16-year-old Brie Matthews wants nothing to do with her family memories or childhood home. A residential program for bright high schoolers at UNC Chapel Hill seems like the perfect escape until Brie witnesses a magical attack her very first night on campus. Okay. Wow. Sign me up. That's it. I'm going out in the town I'm getting it before it gets too hot
2: pick it up immediately. I, I recommend this book to every person I talk to. It was definitely one of the best books I've ever read in my whole life, I think. It's super powerful, just an amazing book.
1: I, I wanted to know graphic novels. Have you read any graphic novels by any chance?
2: Um, so <laughs> this is so funny. I'm a huge, huge X-Men fan. Um, Same So one of the things that I've that I did when I moved back is I unpacked all my comic books that I saved and I was looking through all the comic books. I was like, oh, I remember this or, oh, I don't remember this. And oh, look at this cool cover and look at this story. And um, so graphic novels, not so much, but I love X-Men comics. I just, I can't afford to keep collecting them because they're so expensive now versus when I started collecting them in the 90s. Facts. Facts. They're like almost the same price a-
1: as the book. I remember when they used to be cheap. Yes. I was a big Storm fan. That was like my, so cool. my girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that, but I, I lost mine and I, I'm hating myself for it because I think they may have been worth a lot now. I think. I don't know.
2: You know, I, I, I did go through and price a few of them, and they they weren't as uh, uh, lucrative as I had thought they would be. <laughs> You're like, I'm taking a vacation with these
0: comics, huh? I am not. <laughs> you have a new puppy. Now you have a French bulldog, but yes. you also have a new friend. Who's your new friend?
2: So he's not a puppy. He's an old man. <laughs> He acts like he acts like a puppy though. Sometimes he's very whiny and very needy. He is a rescue. My French bulldog's also a rescue. I'm a big, a big fan of adopt, don't shop.
0: Um, Same. Yes. Us too. Yeah. You're among friends. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and so he's a little guy. He's a little chug. I don't know if you know what that is. Oh, chug. is it a
0: pug and a what is it? It's a pug and a oh, chihuahua. Tell us, chihuahua. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: At least that's what that's what they said on the website that he's a little chug. Um, and he has, he has this face where he perpetually looks concerned. <laughs> oh, how cute. Yeah. Ah. It's incredibly cute. But he's got a lot of special needs. He I adopted him from the county, so basically the pound. They think that he, they they picked him up as a stray. They don't know his history. He's got some issues with his teeth. He has got, um, he's got a little mass on his shoulder. The doctor said that it, it's possibly benign. Don't know how to get that checked out in the future. And he's deaf. And the doctor said that it's most likely due to his age, that he didn't see any issues with his his ears like any sort of infection or anything like that Mm. and the county said that he was eight but the doctor said he's probably closer to 10 if he's lost his hearing so i've only had him about a few weeks and it's been it's been a challenge to get him to acclimate to living in a house sometimes he's a little noisy because he can't hear himself
0: (laughs) oh Joa completely relates. Yes. No worries. Joa completely <laughs> relates.
2: Yeah, I heard your dogs <laughs> earlier. <laughs>
1: yes, you heard of? That's my old man. My old man is like 11 or 12, as an approximation. Because I, I found them in the streets in Korea and I rescued them from there. So, yeah. But he has this whole white face. And I'm looking at your little guy. He has the white on his face. And I'm like, he is so adorable. Aww. Yeah. My
2: my Frenchie, too, she's gotten gray face. She was Her face was completely black um, mm. when I got her. And now she's got the little gray whiskers and gray hair. Yeah, I know. I but feel they're like they're so I'm, youthful still
1: sometimes,
2: you know, that it's kind of
1: like. It's the cutest thing.
2: I feel like I'm just gonna start a retirement home for dogs. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh. oh my god, that is I amazing. Love
2: you. I would love you for that.
1: Are you kidding me? That is like I my feel like dream. That's what this is
2: becoming we're we're <laughs> we're an old dog retirement home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: I love that. <laughs> love I love that. all the unloved pets that you know people don't want
2: to love because they deserve hey, and love. Because so yeah. I feel like. The old ones are definitely looked over. Yes. They're the last ones to be adopted. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't mind, I don't mind running a retirement home over here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it'll be so cute. Oh, uh, I will send you little robes so that way you can put it on them, you know, and then <laughs> take pictures with the doggies with
2: robes and the coffee mug, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get them all little recliners too. <laughs> a little, a little <laughs> Oh, my goodness, That
1: will be the cutest thing.
0: <laughs> okay, that is amazing. So you have two books coming out. It's amazing your productivity. Do you follow a daily writing schedule? Do you have a daily writing habit? Because you've had a lot of you have, you've had a lot going on, a lot of change going on lately, Jay. I, I would be tremendously impressed if you were able to keep a daily writing habit. How do you how do you write?
2: So here's the real, real past two months, you know, getting ready to move and then moving and then trying to reacclimate and everything. I have really not been very good at writing. Um, and I'm just, I'm trying not to be too hard on myself. Like you've been through a lot of major life changes. Don't beat yourself up. Usually I, what I do is I have this app. It's called Word Tracker. It's totally free to download. So what you do is you put in your book title, you put in your word goal, and then when do you want to complete the book by the date? And then what it does is it'll do all the math for you and it'll tell you, okay, you have to write this many words per day. Huh. So I actually, my, the book that I'm working on right now, it's the second book in the hunters and praise series. It's called drawn to blood. I'm, currently writing it right now sometimes (laughs) I put on there that I want to finish it by November which is I, I think super generous I hope I can finish it before November but I knew what was going on in my life and I knew that it might not be realistic to write a thousand words a day and so right now my word count is very low because I'm not going to be done till November, right? That's what the app says. So I only have to write under 400 words a day. So I haven't been, I haven't been keeping to a strict writing schedule because I feel like right now I have no, I have no order, or my life is total chaos, and there's very little structure in my life right now. So it's very hard. For, I, I'm definitely a person who needs structure in her life. So it's hard for me to maintain a consistent writing time or writing schedule. But once I get acclimated and get more structure in my life, it'll be easier, I hope, for me to maintain a writing schedule. But yeah, that's what I usually go by the app. And whatever it tells me, how many words a day I have to write, that's usually what I do.
0: Are you a morning writer? Like, do you write before work or after work? Are you a lunchtime writer? I am a
2: sporadic writer. (laughs) I'm definitely, I will tell you one thing, I'm definitely not a morning writer, because I'm definitely not a morning person. So it takes me until about 10 o'clock to wake up fully. So you're getting, (laughs) you're getting the very fuzzy J.E. Shino right now. Oh, we love it still. So yeah, I, I usually write throughout the day, whenever I can get words in.
0: Okay, that is amazing. So you're at work, and you're teaching, and your brain, I'm so impressed with your brain, by the way, has like enough, let's call them pathways, where you can leave a class and you have that other pathway where you can go right immediately.
2: Yeah, that's, that's kind of wow. how book's done is like, I am thinking, okay, this is where I want my story to go. I just got to put it on paper. <laughs>
0: So you're kind of constantly writing in the background even as you go through the day. Like, not writing physically, writing obviously, but plotting, planning, considering...
2: Yeah, so I am what they call a discovery writer or a pantser. I don't, I don't really like that word. <laughs> um, I do not outline or plan anything in advance. Everything that I put on the page comes directly out of my head and into the computer. I do write myself notes for like the direction I want the story to go, but I don't do like a full-blown outline that super detailed, like that some authors do. I, I can't write that way. I just have to sit down and pound out words. Very Brandon's,
0: relatable. Very relatable. <laughs> Brandon Sanderson calls that being a gardener. And I kind of like that better. The idea that you're spreading the seeds of your story and seeing what grows and what comes up, and then you're tending it. I, oh, I like, like that. that I've image.
2: never heard that before. I like that much better than Panser.
0: <laughs> oh, me too. Panser, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> It's the, a bit the, derogatory. The whole pantser thing. Like right.
2: That one, like plotter. That one sounds okay. And then you're a plotter or you're a pantser, and I'm like, oh, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I call mean, myself a discovery writer.
0: Yeah. And Brandon Sanderson identifies the same as you do as a writer, and I guess it's worked out okay for him.
2: <laughs> I guess so, Yeah.
0: I love that. In the future, if you could write any book with any message any theme, is there a dream book percolating inside of you, not ready to be born yet, not ready to be written today, but at some future time, is there a dream book that you will write, Jay?
2: Oh, wow. That's such a tough question, Robin. (laughs) I'm
0: so sorry. (laughs) It's 6am for her friends. I should not be asking tough questions.
2: Yeah. I, I, I really don't think I can think that far ahead. I, the message that I, I want to impart to my readers mostly is that women can be strong, but they don't have to be strong all the time. And sometimes they they lean on their friends for support, and that's okay, because I really feel like that's been my life. A huge part of my life has been being strong and leaning on my friends for support when I need it. And I really hope that that message comes out in everything I write.
0: That's a great message. That is a great message. I love that. The community of women, the support of women, the way that women really do help each other. I love that. That's gorgeous, Jay. That's a beautiful thing to write about.
2: I actually have a character in dead, not dead. Her name's Mariana. She... She is loosely based on one of my very, 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 very good friends, and she she's kind of the earpiece for what the heck are you doing with your life, um, Natalie. Natalie's my main character. You need to figure some stuff out. And I feel like had she and I been in this situation, those are the things that she would say to me Exactly. So, you know, I really love that character. She's not in the book for a very long time, but she is a very, very important character, I think. She's actually based on my uh, very,
0: very, very good friend, Jessica.
1: Shout out to Jessica.
0: (laughs) Jessica, that's awesome. I kind of love it. It is kind of fun as a writer that we get to include bits and pieces of friends that we've known in different ways as a tribute in our work. That's I kinda love that. And personally, just for myself, I'd be honored if I discovered that, you know, someone had included some little homage to me in their book. I just think it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful tribute.
2: If it was flattering, right?
0: That's that's right. I'm gonna kinda consider it in an uppy way. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> if it wasn't flattering? Dragon breath like Robin, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, with fang teeth that reminded me of Robin Castle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jay, do you see yourself inserting some of your fur babies into one of your stories too, eventually?
2: I, I feel like I write a lot of post apocalyptic fiction and i really don't want to think about what happens to dogs
1: oh yes yes you're i right. hope
2: it's more like uh, yeah, you know that dogs are just like s- sticking by us and they're around somewhere in the background but i really don't want to write <laughs> i could never write any sad things no to dogs oh my to goodness murder. no
1: that is a tough yeah that will be a tough read i know for me like i i tend to avoid that yeah so that Never mind. If it's not, yeah. Happy, I don't
2: no. want. I every time I see a movie and something happens to the dog, I'm like, "That's that's it. We're done."
1: Yes, yes. Like I'm okay happening to adults, but I cannot see it with dogs. Children, uh, no, I cannot. Yeah,
2: won't read it. Yeah, definitely yeah. pulls on your heartstrings. Yes, these are, are innocent creatures.
0: <laughs> yes. Jay, do you start? Does the school year in Arizona, I'm assuming you go back kind of according to the calendar. Do you start back in like August, September time schedule?
2: So regular, regular school starts at August, the second week of August, I think. Oh, wow. But I am working at a year-round school, actually. Oh. So I start in a few weeks here after the 4th of July.
0: No rest for the wicked, Jay. Gosh, golly.
2: I left my job in Japan in March, so Uh, I've been unemployed (laughs) for a number of months, and it's kind of like, okay, it was fun and relaxing at first, but now I need money.
0: (laughs) And work is a great thing. I know work gets a bad rap, but work is kind of wonderful because it gives us a unified sense of purpose. It helps us have structure. I, I I think work gets a bad rap. I really do.
2: I think it just depends on what you do. Is, isn't that right? Like no. if you're doing something you love to do. And I, I feel really exactly. bad for people who aren't doing things they love to do, but I love teaching and I when I wake up in the morning, I don't think, Oh, I gotta go to work. It's like, no, I'm gonna go to school. We're gonna read. We're gonna talk. It's gonna be fun.
0: I know your students love having you as a teacher. I can tell. I hope so. <laughs> I really think they do.
2: This will be a new batch of students and my first time teaching in America in 10 years. So
0: Ooh. how does it work at a year round school? How do you get longer breaks uh, at Christmas or how does that work?
2: So we're we're year round, but like the whole month of June is off. So it's just like a, sh- a shorter summer break and then Instead of having two months, those two months are like interspersed throughout the year. So like spring break is two weeks, fall break is two weeks, which sounds really nice, to be honest. I've never had that before. So this is going to be fun.
0: It all sounds wonderful. It sounds very, very nice. It sounds nice for students, too, because although I'm quite elderly, I can remember the stress of coming back in September and having to try to struggle to remember all the things from the previous may and it wasn't easy and it wasn't natural. So year round school sounds very interesting. Yeah.
2: In Japan, that's how they do. It's all year round. And the students get like a month break, like, and then they're back in school. This is not unusual for me. It's what I've been doing for like the past 10 years.
0: That's awesome. So you slot right into it. That's perfect. Oh, wonderful. You're going to have a great year. And so are your students.
2: I hope so. I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting my students and reading some good books with them.
0: Do you know what books are on the syllabus for this year?
2: Um, I know some of them. I, I didn't memorize. I didn't memorize the whole list. It's books I've taught before, so I'm familiar with. Uh, but, but one nice. book I was actually excited to teach because I've never taught it before, uh, Ender's Game i heard of that yes it's a great book joa i definitely recommend it oh
1: nice do you get I input on the books or or no
2: so new <laughs> uh public school in america is pretty strict on what they allow teachers to teach as far as i know um the school district uh, sets what books are allowed. So for my, for me, my school district has to approve all of the books that the students read. Um, I guess teachers have a say in it, but at, at the end of the day, it comes down to the school district and whether or not they approve the books.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm reading about Ender's Game, and this is a military science fiction. Is
2: that the book? Yeah. Um, yeah, the military stuff, <laughs> I, I would say it's definitely more into sci fi. Like, the, yeah, yeah, the military stuff. But for me, like, um, I'm not a fan of military fiction or anything like that. No, neither am I. <laughs> but the story, if you like sci fi, I definitely recommend Ender's Game because the story is so good. So good.
1: And we do. We do like sci fi. We have friends that like sci fi too. I need to share this too with
2: Dal. It's quite Mm -hmm. an old book, you know, um, and they made a movie, uh, out of it with Harrison Ford and it's pretty somewhat faithful to the book, but it just, it didn't have the punch that the book had. And I think that's because you, you know how it's all going to end and, uh, the book just when the first time I read it just really surprised me in a good way. Oh, that's so good. Those are going to be like some good conversations
1: I can imagine, I hope from, so. From this book. Science have, fiction brings a lot of philosophy and, you know, deep thoughts when it comes to that. That's I love
2: sci-fi. It's actually I I I know I'm a fantasy writer over here, but I love sci-fi. <laughs> it's my favorite <laughs> genre. I actually really? wrote a space opera.
1: <gasps> really?
2: Yes, yes I have. I've written it. It's it's been alpha read and it's sitting in my folder of books to release at some later date. Um, I, I really like it. It's the start of a series. It's something I pro- I'm probably going to release later, but I want to write a prequel to it before yeah. I there because it's going to be a whole it, maybe there might be some crossover with my fantasy fans, but it's going to be a whole different group wow. of fans, I think.
1: This is nice. Oh, my goodness, the possibilities.
2: I'm excited about it, you know, if I can get it out there in the future <laughs> sometime soon. Because the book is done. It's done being written. It's just got to go through several rounds of editing.
1: Yes, yes.
2: Um, but it's drafted, so that's good. You got the story. Yeah, it's, it's out there on paper. And yeah. I really like this story, and the characters are a lot of fun.
1: That's nice. Oh, my goodness. And you have read a lot of
2: sci-fi, I'm assuming, so... I, I used before before last year when I read 170 books. Um, I I read ex- almost exclusively sci-fi. It's my favorite genre. I love sci-fi. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. I can't wait to read this interesting take because, like, you know, the background of reading all that sci-fi and then how you write and everything. I can just imagine how good this book will be.
2: Let me sum up. It's badass women in space. <laughs> I love it already. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I don't know how long you're going to have to wait though. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I follow you on Instagram, so I'll get, um I'll get the notification. So it's
2: good. Yeah. <laughs> so anybody who follows me on Instagram will definitely know be the first. Well, if you follow, if you're, if you signed up to my newsletter, mm-hmm. which you do on my website, uh, it's jishino.com. But if you sign up to my newsletter, those are the people who get the first dibs at everything. They get first look at cover releases. um, Anything I'm working on goes in there. And then I post it out to my socials. But if you wanna be in the know, Mm -hmm. it's got to be in my newsletter.
1: Yes. That's how I found out about a year of rain, the pre-order. So yes, sign up. And I'll put all of that in the show notes, listeners. I'll put her her Insta, her website, and her newsletter link. So that way you can go in there and sign up. So that way you can know when the space opera is coming out, or the Hunter Prey series, or Dead Not Dead, you know, all these different works that Jay has coming out. It's going to be awesome.
0: Friends, a note before we go, we're producing one new episode a week of the podcast during the summer, but don't worry, we'll be back in September with two episodes a week. Robin and Joa save the world one book at a time. Hey, it's bonus content. Hi, friends. Welcome to bonus content with Robin and Joa. Because we missed you, we're gonna tell you what we're reading, what we're doing, and a few little thoughts about what's going on. Joa, how are you?
1: Hi, I love the jingle. I hope the listeners love it too. Isn't that amazing? So that's original by Robin Castle, by the way. That's it's right. an original. Don't copyright it now, okay? Um, you got to ask for permission first and license it and all of that. Right, Robin?
0: Is That's that absolutely works? right. I am a songwriter extraordinaire. Don't steal my craft. As you recall, Joa, we had a wonderful episode with Allison Galen, who mm-hmm. is a traditionally published author and an all-around wonderful soul. It's quite a good episode. Oh, yeah. And that episode is number You know, it's number 82, friends, number 82 with Alison Galen. So we read The Collective, which we both Uh, adored and I highly recommend it. It's a phenomenal book, The Collective by Alison Galen. You can find it in my Goodreads and in Joa's Goodreads as well. Yes, go read it. Friends, I read another Alison Galen (gasps) book. I read If I Die Tonight.
1: (gasps) How was it?
0: First of all. It wrapped me around its little finger, this book. I felt like I was in the story. I had anxiety. I felt like I was in the story. I loved it. I adored it. I couldn't get enough of it. It's that book you don't want to put down at 4 a.m. Yeah. I really loved it. And the way that she, it's a thriller. And it's a real thriller. You know how today in traditional publishing, they label everything a thriller, even mm-hmm. if it's, you know, a sports anthology? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is an actual thriller. And I was thrilled to read it. She wraps up all the loose ends at, at the end of the book. It, it's believable. It's plausible. And it felt real. It felt like somewhere I was going to read based on real life or based on real events. Alice and Galen is really a talented thriller author. And friends, if you're interested in the thriller genre at all, I these two books have been rock solid, five star, absolute winners. Oh wow! So, and I'm reading Choose Yourself, which is sort of uh, motivational by James L. Tucher, and Ooh. I'm also enjoying that. We should read that here on the podcast. I think we Joe and should. The mm-hmm.
1: I, I like those motivational books. I like that.
0: Mm-hmm. They've it, been lifesavers for me. There's a lot to discuss, I think, and a lot of like uh, reprogramming or deprogramming from our mm-hmm. default settings. That's kind of mm-hmm. a funny way to say it. But yeah. What do you read? You've been reading everything. So tell us.
1: I have. i am been reading everything. Okay. So uh- – <laughs> Hold on. Let me scroll through my Goodreads now. So I just finished a graphic novel, which I adore. Oh, my goodness. This is an LGBTQ plus book, The Girl from the Sea by Molly Knox Ostertag. And it is so lovely. Uh, follow me on TikTok because I have a video there, and you're going to see the graphics. They're so lush. It's it's just, it, I love the color palette here because it, it almost mirrors the color palette that I use for my website, which is the pink, the aqua, you know, it's color palette approved. <laughs> oh my God. It's my book. It's my book. I want to. I went to Barnes and Noble's for a lunch uh date with myself and nice. Um, I know. I had a wow. headache at work so I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to something that I love. What do I love? Books. So I just I did my lunch over there at Barnes and Noble's and kind of like um bought like 10 little books in there and wait. Um, wait, did
0: you say 10? Ten, 10 little books. <laughs> <laughs> reason joa goes to work <laughs> exactly
1: exactly that's oh why god. i'm still going they
0: should <laughs> have a vip lane and barnes and noble for customers like joa
1: <laughs> oh my god they don't be there they're like oh hey how are you i'm like hey hey yes of you, they do. you already know the account go ahead go ahead put it because i'm a member of course you know so
0: <laughs> it's like in the grocery store where they go do you need help getting to your car they're like joa we'll help you get to the yeah. car Yeah. Twenty five books later.
2: Sometimes they
1: offer they offer to help me. That's of how you know it's bad. You know, like you need help with these, and you you know. Oh. Um, a lot of the time, when my husband goes, he's like my personal <laughs> shopper. He just yes. holds onto the books and like walks beside me, and uh, or he comes and finds me later on and sees me with like five books, you know, <laughs> balancing five books on my hand, and he's like, "Come on, let me just take those from you. Go finish the rest of the oh. store." <laughs> He knows you. He gets you, Joe. He He gets you. He's my person.
0: Yeah, he gets me. He knows books are your love language. Books and coffee, man. Books and coffee. Yes.
1: And we had that same conversation. He was like, you know, I only get you books because I love you. I was like, I know, babe. He's not a reader. So uh, I know he loves me. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. But (laughs) yeah, so I got got that graphic novel. That was a, a superb, hands down, five stars. It just, it tore at my heartstrings. I'm not going to give the, the, the book away here, but Oh, please go, go read it, go get it, go look at it. It's amazing. And I read also my first urban uh, fiction book and it was obsession by treasure Hernandez. And I listened to that. That was an audible original. And, um, and I also made a TikTok video about it. So go, go see it. And, um, Okay. It's the most awkward thing when so this is this novel had like some SEX scenes that were kind of like really out there and and Uh-oh. like I know the the thing is that I I was listening to it while I was walking my neighborhood because I wanted to get out of my head so I can, you know, finish my rewrites. And, um, and I need, you know, I need to be outside sometimes to do that. And, um, I went ahead and took myself around the block here and everybody's very happy. And I'm like, Hey, how are you? You know, to my neighbors, have a good morning and stuff like that. And at the same time, I'm listening to this, this, like the most awkward feeling ever (laughs) that (laughs) in your ear, as you're talking to your elderly neighbor, down the street saying, Hello, sir. How is your day? You know, how are you doing? Oh, you went to work? Have a great day at work. You know,
0: yeah, I can, yeah,
1: so
2: awkward,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: That one was a three star for me, and and then I discussed that as well
0: on, on TikTok. It's TikTok, just- you gotta follow Joa on TikTok. Follow me on Joa- TikTok, man. Joa has taken to TikTok <laughs> like a bird to the wind. <laughs> Oh, she obsessed. is obsessed She is obsessed, and she's making 30 TikToks a day. So go check her out and see what she's up to because there's some crazy going on over there, but it's fun. So, hey, join the game.
1: I'm having fun. My husband You're- told
0: me you making videos for you
1: because I'm the only one that laughs about it. I was like, damn right. It's my page. So, yeah, if I don't like it, I'm not going to put it up.
0: Oh, no, I love them. And I'm about to download the TikTok app so that I can see your whole video because I can only see like the little snippet of it in your stories. And I'm so frustrated. I need to see the rest of it. So you're good. Oh, you're really I'm good. You've you. really taken to this. You've you can tell, too, that you've like relaxed right into it now. It's yes. perfect. I'm it's having fun. So good. <laughs> yeah. And fun is nice to see. Fun is very attractive, friends. Fun yeah. is attractive. Oh
1: yes, yes. Fun and joy. Yes. Fun
0: and joy. For all like reading TikTok. <laughs> what are you reading right now, Joa?
1: Right now, which one is the book that I'm reading? Uh, Truly Madly Deadly. So I'm reading several books at the same time. Truly Madly Deadly is one. And um, this is from a co-worker of mine. She she lent me her books, so I need to finish it so I can give it back. And it's by Hannah Jane. And it has kept me up at night, this one. So I'm almost done.
0: And um, then I'm Is it I'm a thriller? Going... Truly? Yes. Not? It's a thriller. Yes,
1: okay. it's a thriller. It's a thriller, but it's a YA thriller.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, and then the other one that I'm also reading is A Lot Like Adios by Alexis Daria. And she is somebody that I met through um, Clubhouse as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I know that there is another one that I'm reading. Oh, that's my phone. I'm sorry. And I'm still reading uh,
0: Ghost Charades uh, book. Oh, you Lamar O'Neal. She yes. Stages by our stages. By friend of the podcast, Lamar O'Neal. Mm. I
1: only know him by his Instagram. But yes, I am reading Stages by Lamar O'Neal. I'm still reading that one and da da and that's it i think that's all that i have on the docket that i'm i'm reading i go and circulate through those
0: three books at different times
1: of my day depending on the mood
0: that's pretty good uh, before we go jua let's do mm-hmm. a quick writing update and te- mm-hmm. i think you have some news about <gasps> mrs Franchi's evil ring and the six months that changed everything everything yes
1: yes I fell in love with the story during the rewrites all over again. And it it is like it is nothing like putting your butt to chair and then just finishing this thing. But I completely finished the rewrites, listeners, beautiful people out there. And um, now I'm going to go ahead and refine it. So that way I can send it to the editor for the uh, second to last round of, of edits that will happen. But it's like, it's such a great story and I can't wait for everyone to read it. I had to, I had to make Isla not make her because she was already there, but I had to have her reach for her voice throughout the novel. And I noticed that that's what was missing. You know, it was her voice was not there. She was just a bystander, but I needed her to be an active member of this story and find her voice at the end. And it took a lot. Um, to get her there, but she found her voice and I love it. I cried when I, when I finished it, oh, it was, I yeah, like it was such a good moment. I loved
0: it. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> love that. And friends, I am working away at seven years, the sequel to related by murder. What? And on that note, we have a little announcement. <gasps> bonus content coming soon friends look out for some bonus content i will be reading aloud the first chapter of related by murder right here you'll be able to find it it'll be listed as bonus content check it out have a nice listen in my hopefully soothing tones we'll find out (laughs) (laughs) now let us know (laughs) that's right let us know that'll be a little fun and you can look forward to that sometime this summer, but probably sooner rather than later. But now it's time for Joe and I to save the world.
1: One book at a time. Bye-bye. Bye.